Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, joined by the head of our site, Rob Mead, as well as Dave Madden. Our guest today is not not only practices mixed martial arts, but she's also a professional musician and performer. Please help me welcome Chelsea Ray. Chelsea, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, well, first off, Chelsea, uh, can you talk to us through a bit about how you initially got started in the sport of mixed martial arts? Um, Hooters saved my life. <laughs> um, so I was, uh, I, well, let me take that back a second. I'll come back to that. But I was, when I was six years old, uh, my dad and I would watch, uh, the Tuesday night fights, which was like amateur boxing hour. We had like one channel on our bunny eared TV and, uh, he was on the road a lot working. And so, uh, he wasn't home that much during the week. So for whatever, uh, reason, there's a little stint of time that he had Tuesday nights that we could hang out. And so um, I was six and I was a little girl and I don't know why, but I was just really mesmerized by the whole rhythm of boxing. And uh, my dad would talk to me, you know, about kind of the, uh, the discipline and stuff that it took to be that kind of athlete. And um, I don't know. I just, I took a real liking to it. The rhythm really drew me in and I I started doing push-ups and stuff a lot. And, I told my dad I was going to be a boxer and he was like, nope. And so um, I asked him if I could do karate because some of my friends were doing that. And he was like, nope. And so um, I played a lot of sports growing up. And um, then when I I graduated high school, after having a pretty good track career, um, I went to do music stuff and um, I started running a lot. I did like a half marathon, I did Tough Mudder and I kept telling everybody I was going to train up for a fight, you know, just something I wanted to do because that whole thing never left me. And um, I kept putting it off, kept putting it off because everybody just kept talking me out of it, which isn't easy to do. I don't know how that happened. Pretty strong personality. But um, anyway, I I saw I had just gone through a breakup last summer and I was in a, a pretty, pretty frustrated time in life. And so I was like, man, I just want to do want to go out and have some fun and so I was like I don't know what I'm going to do tonight but I'm going to go do something and so uh, I saw a poster um, at the bar next door where I worked and it was a uh, it was for the Rousey Cohea fight and um, I was like that's what I'm doing tonight I'm going to go watch that fight and I was like I don't care if anybody comes with me like whatever so I uh, I went home and I got ready and I I called Buffalo Wild Wings and and they were like well we're full so there's pretty much nowhere for you to sit. And I was like, crap. So there was a Hooters right up the street and um, they had pretty much no room for me either. But these chicks had been like, if anyone wants to sit by us, it's cool. So I ended up sitting with these random people and um, we're all kind of like drinking and whatever. And one of them goes, uh, man, don't you wish you could still train for this? Talking to her friend. And, and I was, you know, 
kind of a couple beers in and I was being cocky and I was like, I still could. And they were like, ah, you could, whatever. And it was just a big joke at the table. But um, after I saw the fights, I, I knew I had to do it. It, it wasn't going to leave me alone. And I I went to work <laughs> the next week and I was like shadow boxing all over work and like busting out like fake moves on everyone at work. And they were like, go to the flipping gym, like go sign up. We're kind of tired of you beating us up. And so uh, I did and, like a week later and, and I've never looked back. It's been the best decision of my whole life. Now you talked about, um, the Razzie Gohanna card being the one that kind of got you really interested in the in the sport. Were there any other specific fighters that kind of grabbed your attention as well? Anyone that you particularly enjoyed watching, whether that be in MMA now or boxing when you were a kid? Yeah, um, I mean, I've always had a love for Mike Tyson. My dad was a big Mike Tyson fan, and um, and even though I didn't see a lot of his matches, I was really little. Um, you know, I knew he was important. I knew he was a great athlete, and now that I've gotten older and studied more of his stuff, I see like how great he really was and how great Holyfield really was and how cool that rivalry was. It really kind of reminds me of the whole um, home Rousey thing we have going now. If you, if you watch chasing Tyson, but um, <clears throat> there, uh, Claudia Gadea had a fight on that card that night as well. I was really impressed with her. I'm a fan of hers also. Um, I don't know. De La Hoya was kind of in a golden age when I was little too so that was that was cool it almost didn't matter though who it was in boxing when I was young if there was boxing on I just sat down which is so not normal for a little girl <laughs> but I just the rhythm of it it was really that was the main the main thing about it I don't know yeah it's also interesting you you uh, just not discovered it but but got so into it at the Rousey Kohea time I mean in MMA time I mean that was forever ago but I mean, really, it wasn't that long ago. Um, where are you at in yeah. your your fighting career? Well, um, I so it's been really cool. And I'm a spiritual person and everything. So for me, this has been a very divine journey and, and a big blessing. So when I committed, when I saw that fight, I literally felt something change in me. I mean, I didn't honestly really know who, who Rhonda was. I'd heard her name and seen some photos of her or whatever, but... I didn't know much about her and I kept, you know, you hear a buzz enough and you get curious. So I was like, I'm going to go see this chick fight. Let's see if she's really anything that exciting and um, was blown away. It was a really great performance that night, of course. And um, <clears throat> so I was like, I just have to do this. There was no other options at that point. I was very unhappy where things had gotten for me. And um, I wasn't really enjoying my music at the time. It wasn't, it just wasn't fun anymore. Anytime you're in pursuit of something or have a passion for something, it just doesn't, feel exciting anymore it's time to switch gears at least for a minute and then come back to it so um <clears throat> I committed to it I, I started going to the gym every day and, and it was something that really fed my soul and I uh wasn't long after that maybe a month or less that I got an offer to go help coach girls wrestling back in my hometown of Oregon Dallas Oregon and uh I took the opportunity I saw it as a uh, as a sign and so I went out there and had the best time uh, my little wrestler took second in state at 106 and um, I was really proud of her, and she's getting ready to go to college to wrestle, so that's cool. And um, after that, you know, I was out there, and I was training through different MMA gyms as well, and uh, I happened to catch a Andrea KGB Lee fight because um, I'd heard a lot about her and actually accidentally taped the fight <laughs> and turned it on one day and was like, who's even on this card? And um, it happened to be her, and I was like, man, I've heard a lot about this girl. I'm going to check her out. And so – uh, it was her title fight for Legacy against Ariel Beck, and she, I mean, put on an absolute show. 
and I loved her style. And so I, I just sent her a tweet, you know, giving her kudos, like, man, killer fight. Like, you can really bring it. And uh, she came back with a really genuine response, which you don't get a whole lot these days. And so I was kind of like, oh, she's a nice chick, you know. So I was kind of kidding around, and I was like, man, it would be really cool to train with you sometime. And she was like, yeah, come on out. You know, we have people come through all the time. And I was like, okay, well, um, this is when I'm free after wrestling. And so it worked out really well. I, I traveled um, in my little truck all the way from Oregon um, down through Cali and trained there and then for a day. And then drove through, uh, you know, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and then made it to Louisiana to her camp and um, trained out there for about a week and learned a lot of great stuff, had an awesome time, really genuine people. And then uh, I had this commitment out here in Kansas City to to handle. And so I'm out here and I'm training with Krause's camp um, out in Lee's Summit and having a good time with them. And then I'll be headed back to Shreveport here pretty soon to train with Andrea some more and uh, she said that she's going to help me find a fight by the end of the year. So in a really, really long roundabout way, that's where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, that was a fine answer. I, I guess I meant more like uh, you're an amateur. Is that your? Yes. Right. Right. Okay. That'll be Miami debut by the end of the year. Yeah. Gotcha. And and the reason um, I, I was wondering, we were supposed to interview you before and, and chat with you before, and uh, we couldn't find really anything like no videos or anything. And uh, yeah, but <laughs> Anyway, so uh, we just thought you were a ghost, but your music clearly meant you were here. So, anyways, thanks for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shifting gears, uh, let's talk a little bit about your music. Uh, how, how did that come about? My mom was like a giant, giant music fan, especially country music, uh, through the 90s when I was growing up. And so that's like all I heard. It was like a second language to me. And so... Um, <clears throat> I just grew up listening to a lot of it. He just really, you know, immersed in it. So I didn't have any interest in doing anything related to that whatsoever. I was um, always interested in like marine biology and sports, stuff like that. And so um, it wasn't until I was in my teens and my parents split up that um, I needed a coping mechanism. So I started writing songs, started writing lyrics, and then started taking guitar lessons and um, really started studying music further than, you know, just turning the radio up when I liked something. And so um, I decided quickly after that, that, that's really what I wanted to pursue. I I like challenges. I don't want to be the same as everybody else. And so I saw that as being an avenue to do that. And um, I decided at 13 that I would go to Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee when I graduated high school. And that's just what I did. Um, and decided I didn't want to graduate college, but that's another story. But um but yeah, I decided pretty young that's something I wanted to do, and I worked all the time to to go do that. And uh, who are some of your musical inspirations? Is there anyone in particular that maybe grew up listening to or anything like that? Yeah, um, well, Kelly Clarkson was the real catalyst for me actually making it a, a dream career path. Um, right at right all at the same time that everything was happening with my family and stuff, um, she was on Idol, and she has a similar you know, family background that I did. So I found a lot of inspiration in her and really liked her voice and her writing. And so uh, she became a huge influence. And then I, I grew up hardcore listening to like the Judds and Winona, like my mom went to their concert when she was still pregnant with me and stuff like that. And so uh, it's just been, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term, in my blood, you know, since I was very, before I was around really, but yeah, Kelly Clarkson, the Judds, Winona, um, Aerosmith, Pink, uh, Garth Brooks, anything that's 
just a little left of center, Miranda Lambert. Um, I like stuff with a little grit to it. So yeah, we we recently talked with another uh, mixed martial artist who was uh, you know more. It sounds like you're more established with the music, whereas this person seems like they're more um, dabbling in it or or you know testing their their foot in the water with it. Um, and I, it, it's it's cool what you're doing in terms of like you have this music career before this MMA career because, you know, that you have, or the MMA audience, you know, could be pretty um, catty, you know, and when you're an established uh, figure and then you re- release music, it's like, I, I don't know, they're going to gauge you differently. Whereas you have this music out before, um, I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the audience will accept that so much, be more open to it, I guess. Yeah. I, I you know, I've been within the entertainment business for a long time now. Not that I'm like um, a big star or big guru or anything, but I mean, I think I know a couple things at this point. And so um, I analyze things a lot as far as business goes. I'm very calculated in my business decisions. And so um, I've overviewed it about 25 angles to Sunday. And I think you're right. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a good thing. And, you know, uh, we've kind of seen that, it's beneficial to dabble in more than one avenue. You know, if you're going to be at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that you're fighting, you're still an entertainer. If you're really going to be a big figure in the, in the industry of it. So um, why not do other stuff? I just don't want to limit myself. You know, I think it would be great to, I've always wanted to act. So I'd love to do at least one movie or show before I kick the bucket. You know, I'd want to do stunt work. I think that would be cool. Um, Singing songwriting is not going to stop. Um, I love my training. It's what keeps me breathing. So I'll be I'll be around for a while. I'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff. It's just I try to take every opportunity, you know, as it comes. I'm not trying to force anything or or you know anything like that. So I don't disagree with you though. I think it's gonna be a good thing. I, I, you see a lot of people try to have a country music career, you know, because they they made a name for themselves, and that's so frustrating. <laughs> I think because they have no idea what really goes into it. I've been the kid with three jobs and no food and, um, you know, worked around the clock and till your fingers bleed. And I've done all that crap. I've paid a lot of dues that everyone's pretty unaware of. And I don't say that with a chip on my shoulder. It's just frustrating when people just think that they can have this, you know, career out of nowhere. So yeah. End of rant. Yeah. (laughs) It, It just sounds like you're, you're really artistic and, um, Anyways, it's just it's uh it's such a cool way to go about it, and um, I guess my other piece with the music is, uh, are you gonna write probably your own walkout song? You know, a lot of people have asked me that, and I just think I'd be the biggest <laughs> douchebag ever if I did that. So no, I don't plan to do that. If I did for some reason, I would definitely have like a buddy of mine sing it because I, I like I'm not gonna pump myself up one, you know, so <laughs> that would be weird. But um, I would love to to write walkout songs for other people or um what have you you know i have a whole idea in my head about how how this whole these two worlds could kind of collide and be really cool together um but it's not time for that yet but yeah i would i would love to write for other people if they need a song you know hit me up but um no i <laughs> several people have said that oh man you should like you should like sing your own walkout song or something i'm like dude i'm not going to shift gears between hitting notes and then hitting chicks in the face like that's <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like fun to me. You know, I'm going to be focused on what I'm trying to do. Somebody's trying to 
you know, kill me in there. I'm not going to be like, I think I should sing a song about this. No, I'm going to come out to some M&M and take <laughs> care of business, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right, and uh, leading into that, uh, tell us about your new single, I Smell Smoke. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm really proud of this song. Uh, I wrote it with a good friend of mine who's super talented, uh, Bridget Tatum, and um, it was an honor to get the chance to work with her. Uh, I think this song, uh, you know, really relates to my personality. Basically, it's a cheating song. You know, you catch your boyfriend or whatever uh, behind your back, and you you take it out on him. (laughs) So that's where that came from. It's just kind of a crazy ex-girlfriend song. Here it is. Kelsey's Ray's. I smell smoke. somebody that I wish someone had told me um some of them are just really practical um man if you're if you're like still in high school or middle school or anything like that um just play is if you're if it's music specifically play as much music as you can like every talent show you can find every bonfire you can find just find people to play in front of because once you get to Nashville Every everybody for the ninety nine percent of it is good or excellent. So if you show up and and you're kind of not ready for that, it's gonna be kind of a gut punch. It's not gonna be that fun. You're gonna get intimidated quick. So um, just play as much as you can. Um, I would also suggest finding some sort of um, like trade or slight career job that you can spend a couple years in school and earn because. Um, you're pro- it's probably going to take you a while to have any kind of hit or discovery made about you. So um, you don't want to be that three job a day person like I was um, beating the pavement and then trying to go play gigs and still be social. It's, I mean, you can do it, but trust me, it's a waste of time. So you might as well go and become, you know, say uh, an electrician or a uh, uh, ultrasound nurse, something like that, where it only takes like two years and you earn pretty dang good money and you have time to go out and do your thing. Um, I wish someone had told me that. I really do. Um, let's see what else. Uh, just play smart. Uh, if you have a gut feeling about somebody, you're right about that feeling. Um, and you just need to walk the other way no matter what you've already done. If there's nothing legally binding, then just run the other way. There's no reason to get tangled up with people who don't have your best interest. Um, eventually, you'll find those people, and it will be great. But don't force something that really isn't there just for the sake of wanting the dream you know they say don't sell your soul to the devil and uh, it happens all the time i've seen incredibly talented people 
um, get hoodwinked and it's really sad, but um, I'm trying to think of anything else. But I would say, I mean, those are the main things. The job thing really can kill you because you'll just spend all your time working. You won't have any time to craft anything or the energy. But those would probably be my main things. I'm sure I'm forgetting like 250 things I learned, but those are the big ones. <laughs> just that idea of balancing, um, you know, training. I mean, we to be a successful fighter, it's, it's the amount of training involved. It's, it's amazing. And the focus on your diet and, I don't know, just all the angles that are needed to be focused on. And, uh, you know, to be a professional songwriter, I'm sure, obviously, the time commitment and the focus. And I don't know, just balancing those things. What's that like or how do you do it? It, it is a lot of stuff and it's, it's very much a learn as you go thing. You know, they don't have that. Well, they do have a major for it, but um, just like high school, you go to high school to prepare you for life and won't fail. They don't really teach you anything about that. So um, yeah, you'll learn how to craft a little bit in college for that, but you're not going to learn um, the, the pace of it day to day. So um, I just learned through trial and error, getting my butt kicked, you know, different stuff. But the best thing to do with all that is to just, um, to get in the thick of it and not worry about really what anybody's going to think or where your skill level is. You know, I, I had some good mentors that told me just, just, they call it writing up. And so you find people who have had hits or had um, mild success, just somebody who's ahead of you, just like you train, you know, you find people who are the champions who are, you know, winning their fights, who are pro, whatever ahead of you. And you, and you go hard with them. You don't give a shit. You just go. And um, it makes you better. It makes you better much quicker than it would be to find people on your level and, I mean, you have to end up rolling with people your level, riding with people your level. Uh, you learn from everybody. And I think that's a huge mistake that every a lot of people make on all different levels is like, well, I can't learn from him. Well, you can because he writes different than anybody else that you've ever written with, or she hits different than anybody you've ever sparred with. So you just have to be open, you know, and um, when you're brand, a brand new buck in town, it's it's real easy to be like, I only want to learn from the big dogs. But I mean, yes, that's the goal, but, but learn from everybody and everything that you do. And I promise you'll be so much more successful, so much more quickly, but uh, the balance thing. Yeah, it's hard. I, I talked about that a lot when I was in the middle of it. I don't know that I have a secret ingredient for that. It's just to not fricking quit. That seems to work pretty good. <laughs> Have you ever, uh, you know, forgotten the words while you were on stage or anything of that nature? Oh, for sure. That happens to everybody. And uh, you just ad-lib through it or you um, you make the band start over, make a joke out of it. I mean, it's not fun. But, yeah, I think everybody's had that happen. Um, Kelly Clarkson has it happened to her, like, on a daily basis, it seems like. And everyone just knows it's coming, and so they, it's just a thing. It's funny. It's not as big of a deal, I think, as people make it out to be. It's it's as bad as you're going to let it be. You know, you control the audience, basically. So if you're going to be, you know, all ashamed and upset, then they're going to throw tomatoes at you. If you're just going to laugh it off and be like, I'm a dork, let's start over, then they're going to be cool with you, you know? Kind of like Paul, uh, Husamal Paharis. We know he's going to cheat, but, you know, somehow we just laugh it off and let him keep getting back in the cage. <laughs> um, kind of tying into that as well, um, can you kind of describe what it's like uh, just kind of stepping out on stage, like before you step out on stage to perform, is there anything running through your head? Is there anything to try to focus on? And then what is the actual, what's your mindset like when you actually are performing in front of so many people? Performing like that's interesting because, you know, like I said, I've been an athlete all my, all my life. And um, my approach with that has always kind of been like, uh, you know, bite down on your mouthpiece and, and give it hell. 
Whereas with something that's such an art like music, if you, if you come in all forceful and, and try to muscle it, it turns out worse. And so I had to, I had to find a different gear uh, for that whole thing. And so my mindset is usually like, I'm, a, I'm always nervous, which is good though. Cause you're going to use those nerves, you know, to put some energy and, and effort into everything. If I wasn't nervous, it means I don't care. If you don't care, then you shouldn't be doing it. So I, uh, I always just try to kind of have a clear head and think about feeling the words and uh, de- delivering feeling. You know that the, the more that you're in the in the words and in the moment, the better the show ends up being. You know, you're not overly focused on um, hitting certain notes or you know looking to your left and then turning your head this way and stuff like. You know that gets obvious to people too, especially in a town full of people who do it. So, um, what's always recognizable is is authentic authenticity, and so. Uh, yeah, I guess I just try to bring as much authenticity to it as possible and, and do the best that I can. Now, I know that there's better singers than me in the room, but um, it shouldn't steal my opportunity to, to put on a good show in my own right, you know? You know, I'm not the biggest country music fan, but um, I was listening to your music uh, just to get a sense of, of you and the music, and uh, my wife really loves country music. And anyway, she, she dug in and she thought it was pretty great, so... Um, Anyways, I just wanted to give you that note and um, just just thanks for chatting. You know, it was great to meet you. Well, it was great to meet all of you, and I, I really appreciate you passing that along and uh, tell her I said thank you. Um, all that music is super old, too. I need to definitely need to put out some new stuff, but um, I'm glad that you guys gave me a shot to, to hang out, and uh, you're pushing the music for me. It means a lot to me. Yeah, of course. And um, actually, lastly here, you know, we always – try to give uh, the fighters a chance to thank any sponsors or anything like that. So uh, special thank yous, shout outs, or anything of that nature, then of course we'll give you that time to do that as well. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to say uh, thank you to Combat Corner, uh, hashtag Rep Combat Corner. I also want to say thank you to Doc Howie and Zionix fans. Um, I guess that's about it for right now, but yeah, I just really appreciate them um, and all that they've done for me so far. Awesome. Well, Chelsea, thank you very much for joining us. It was great speaking with you, and we look forward to seeing your future projects. Thanks so much, guys. I'll have a good night, and I'll talk to you soon. And that was Chelsea Ray. Guys, thank you very much, as always, for tuning in. I want to thank Dave Madden for helping us with the interview. Dave, where can people find you at? Yeah, uh, check me out at Facebook, uh, Dave Madden. I'm right there. Uh, or Twitter, D Madden MMA. And big thanks to the head of our site, Rob Mead. Rob, where can people reach you at? Uh, if you want to follow me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Rob Mead MMA, or uh, you can check it, uh, check our site out over at FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. We're on Facebook, uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Check us out at FunkyMonkeyMMA. All right, sounds good. And like you said, as always, make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller, and keep up with the site for the latest MMA interviews and articles. We'll see you next time. You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitzer Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cash Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. Funky Monkey Radio is sponsored by Altercation Clothing. If you never back down, then you're ready for an altercation. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to funkymonkeymma at gmail.com.
You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. MMA fans, are you looking for something to set you apart? Then check out AltercationClothing.com. Altercation Clothing is a brand with attitude, offering fans and fighters alike a variety of specialty shirts. If you won't back down, then you're ready for an altercation. Altercation Clothing can be found on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Altercation Clothing. Altercation Clothing is a proud sponsor of Funky Monkey MMA Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Smoke now. 